Sports. It's the original crew, Max, T, Dog on right. Tanner, Chris, yo, yo, yo. fellas, how we doing today? Oh man, I'm good. I ain't got no complaints, going man. Well. We got a lot to get to today, including the Phillies' struggles. Ah, jeez. The Sixers, Raptors are set, which we all kind of expected when the season started. And then, the NFL draft. Yes. So let's get right into it first. The Philadelphia Phillies yeah, coming just... off. They're still in, in a part of that um, road trip oh, right now. Oh, no! Four out in Colorado. We lose three out of four. And then yeah, now we're, was... in a, we're in a tough situation now with the Mets, losing our first two to the series. I take full responsibility for that Rocky series. I sat here last week and said, ah, we can take a chunk out of them. They're 4-12. and 12. And, uh, yeah, I take full responsibility for yeah, that. Yeah, they, they took a chunk out of us. Yeah. It's all your fault, Chris. I know. Uh, you're welcome, Charlie Blackman. <sighs> so, first reactions here for you guys. I wanted to ask you guys specifically, what, what's the problem? Do you think it's injuries? Do you think we're, it's just early season struggles? What, what do you guys think that's you know causing I, us to play this poorly and early in the season? Honestly, I hope it's just early season troubles. I really do because that's concerning. What 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 was it? Seven nine zero. Yeah, that, last night. Nine that nine, was yep. yeah. That was. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Zach Eflin four innings, four runs. Um, it just feels like we can't. I don't know, especially not last night's game. Two nights ago, people were talking about jet lag. Um, the two-hour delay was part of it. Man, I don't want to hear that foolishness. That's for, an excuse at this point. Listen, yeah. this team is too good to be losing these type of games. I agree. The now, offense is struggling. Now, really you may, you, uh, sorry, Max. Hey, Chris. You may say that's, a, that's an excuse, but I feel like there might be something to that because there was that whole Carlos Santana story mm-hmm. about guys. The Fortnite in the yeah, locker room. The Fortnite mm-hmm. in the locker room, smashing the TV. And, you know, we got Jerry, Jake Arrieta coming out with these comments about Guys not being focused, not guys not being ready during that rain delay. Mm-hmm. Do you think there? I feel like, especially with all the young guys on this team, I feel like there could be something to that. Now, I don't know how much that affects their play on the field, but that is definitely something that will cause tension in a locker room, especially between older veterans and younger guys. But so, I mean, I know you, I, I get what you're saying about that being a, an excuse because mm-hmm. we're pe- they're getting paid millions of dollars to hit a ball and catch it. And <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, it's just, but, yeah. but okay. On the Arietta point, I, I heard what he said about Bryce Harper in terms of, you know, him needing to keep his cool because the lineup needs him and everybody, you know, I've heard some people, a lot of people giving him flack for that. I totally agree with Arietta. Yeah. You Bryce Harper, you are needed in this lineup and it's clearly obvious Definitely, 100%. So you going out there and you losing your head and now you getting suspended, it's not it's not, it's not, not productive towards the right. team. Tanner, you agree with the Jake Arrieta comments? Or are, you on, are you thinking Bryce was right in the situation? Um, well, I agree with the comments, but I also like the way how Bryce handled it. It was very professional. His, Afterwards in the locker yeah. room? Yep. Yeah, I just – I think for me – I. I'm I'm still thinking that our injuries are hurting us right now. I think Gene Segura being out really hurts, especially at the top of the lineup. Herrera, another starter in the center field. I mean, I didn't really think, to be honest with you, I didn't think that it would matter that much when Herrera went down because I thought you know maybe Roman Quinn could step in there because mm-hmm. he came he came off the uh, injured list and 
obviously I've never been a huge fan of Aaron Altair, but obviously he's on the he's on the, still on the team for a reason. Gabe Kapler believes in him. Um, so I think I figured like you know what we saw our main guys Harper, Ramuto, and Hoskins. I thought that they would be able to keep us afloat. But I mean, David Robertson gets hurt. Kingry, who was on fire force, gets hurt. I just think that from right now in the beginning of the season, the injuries that we have are causing us to lose these games. I think when we get healthy, I know people are panicking right now because we're losing these games. Right. But I think when we get healthy, I, I, I think we're just going to we'll get back up to the top of the division. I think we're still up there. We're up there with the Mets now. I know we're in a slide right now. But I think in, at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, I think we're going to be in a good shape. But to me, the real big problem is the pitching. And right now, as far as our pitching staff, we are fully healthy. It's not getting any better than this. You know, they just called up Drew Anderson. He got lit up for what five yeah, runs. Yeah, Jeez, I mean, I, they are—they're definitely trying to look for solutions within the organization. It's looking more like you got to go outside. You got to bring someone in because they can't keep going with this rotation. I mean, Nola's got to f- figure it out. He—he's got to definitely. You know, when early, I know it's still early in the season, but when Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta are your best pitch, I mean, Arrieta's still great. Yeah, that's still. I mean, Velasquez has been great, but other than that. Listen, our pitching's been our pitching's been, been inconsistent, not but been good. not in the way that we not in the way we thought when we came this no, season. We thought Nola at all. last year his his numbers were historic. We're not saying he's going to do that every year, but we thought he'd be a lot better than what he's pitched to this year. Um, and having Velasquez coming into the season, we were thinking like, man, he could be our weak link, and Eflin could be our weak link. Weak link. Eflin had a couple of great starts to me this season. Velasquez has had a, a lot of great starts. I think almost every start he's had has been productive. So. If Nolan figures it out and Arietta continues to, because he, again, Arietta pitched well the other night. I know he got the yeah. loss. I know he got the loss, but he pitched well. Yeah, he did. And I just, I feel like if, if our, if Nolan can get right, I think that we'll, we'll get back on track with our starting pitching. Our bullpen's still a question mark, though, obviously. I hate, I hate to play revisionist history and I hate to, you know, say I told you so, but I said straight when we signed Bryce Harper that this pitching was going to be a problem. And now it's coming to fruition. And if if you don't do something about it now, you're probably going to finish only a couple of games above 500, and that's not a far stretch to say that. Right. Yeah. So we, we were playing so well in the beginning of the season when we were healthy mm-hmm. that I, I didn't. I figured, you know what? If, if we have a couple bad starts from our starters, the way we were scoring so many runs, I figured it wouldn't have mattered. But now that we're a little banged up and our pitching is still, you know, no one's really, especially Nola, hasn't improved as the season's gone on so far. I think we're we're in a little bit of trouble. And and the other night specifically that I want to ask you guys, mm-hmm. the whole the whole, we talked about the Harper in the area situation, but then last night Reese Hoskins, the end of the game we're losing nine nothing, he almost gets hit in the head twice. I mean like like do you, what are you doing? Do you retaliate with that or you're just That's like been you know happening what? a lot this year. It is the first first series with the Braves, it happened three times. There was another occasion then last night. Yeah. Uh, does he have a big mouth on him and we just don't know it? Like, what, Or is this just freak act? Are these just freak accidents? I don't know. They're every not freak we, accidents. Every, exactly. Every time we listen to him speak, it's, he seems like one of the nicest they're, guys. They're so. not freak accidents. What I think is happening is I think that teams are starting to recognize that the Phillies are a dangerous team. So they're trying to do little things to, you know, kind of edge them on. Back them off the plate. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Because they're all aggressive. Everybody throughout that lineup is aggressive at that plate. And if you throw one wrong ball... That ball is leaving that the park. That ball's out, right. yeah. So you do anything psychologically to mess that person up. Right. Now, Reese Hoskins not retaliating? Oh, that was a good move, especially considering the fact that you have so many players on an injured list 
and then Bryce Harper just getting suspended. Right. You need Reese Hoskins. You don't want to. Reese Hoskins in the line. Can't afford it. Yeah, definitely can't afford. Can't afford. It. He kept a good head on him, especially for not we're down nine nothing. You don't want to get him suspended or fined in any kind of way. So no. And Reese Hoskins is better than me because I would have definitely retaliated. You're not no. going to throw up two balls at my head. Yeah. And expect me to not react. I'm so, sorry. Do we have patience with the Phils right now with these injuries? Or are you thinking we, in the long run we're still going to need an arm or two? Do you want to go out and get it now, or do you want to wait longer, toward, closer towards the deadline? Let's go get Zach Wheeler. He can strike out guys and hit home runs. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, Keiko's still out. They're like, gee, come on. You're still unemployed. Just sign. I feel He's like we're just saying on. the same names, and I guess right. no I know, one wants but, to but go that, out and get them yet. I'm saying that because we don't have to give up anything. I, yeah, that's true. that. I'm going to look to that before I'm giving up, you know, anybody in this lineup or any big name prospect. Right. So I, I still with with the injuries we have right now, I still think even if we go out and get a starter or a reliever, mm-hmm. there's rumors going around we'll go out um, and, and get Madison Bumgarner and a, another one of the relievers. I think Will Smith from the uh, from the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I've seen that report, would, which would help our pitching and our rotation in did, one trade. But we would have to give up a lot for that. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. Did those Mike Minor rumors die out? I, yeah, I think they have. I haven't heard anything yeah. else. Yeah, there was some last week, but that really went away because the Mets were also interested in him as well, I believe. Yeah. So the, the, And Mike Miner's been hurt his, almost his entire career. He hasn't had a one productive season in almost in almost five or six years back when he was with the Braves. So yeah. I don't want to – and for, to give the Rangers credit, you obviously are going to ask for a high, a high price for Mike Miner the way he's pitching. So exactly. I don't know if you want to trust a guy like that. But at this point, I just want to be – I just want to stay put. I, I think I want to – try to have some patience with it because like i said again with the injuries that we have i think are, are really affecting us and when they get healthy the runs we were scoring at the beginning of the season when we had that lineup franco in the eight hole herrera's back mm-hmm. and Segura in the uh, in the two hole i just feel like our the run production we put up i want to see that consistently for a couple months stretch and then we'll see where we're, where we're at like if the pitching struggles if we have inconsistency in the bull in the bullpen then we'll address that at the deadline but for right now this division's so close that i i, I don't want to you know the farm i know we're just talking about you don't want to give up big pieces from the farm system, mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't want to you know, make a move that are, is going to hurt us in the future or even even go out and, and sign Keiko or Kimbrough for that huge contract. I don't know if it's a – I don't want to make uh, an unwise decision. I'm, go ahead. No, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very stingy. I'm a very stingy person when it comes to prospects. I know it's a habit I should break. but Very. Because, yeah, not every prospect is going to be a star. But we got a ton of outfielders in in the minors. I mm-hmm. mean, Dylan Cozens. There's yeah. um, he's Mickey Dylan, Moniak. Mickey Moniak's very good and, too. And uh, yeah, I can't remember all of them. But I mean, yeah. I mean, if get, getting rid of one of those guys and a roster player gets me Madison Bumgarner, I might look to do that. I would definitely definitely consider it. I mean, Madison Bumgarner, especially postseason, he's got a oh, insane yeah. postseason he numbers. Takes it up to another gear, which would definitely help us. And then even to get Will Smith, who who's a lefty in the, in the San Francisco bullpen, who's would help us tr- drastically, in my opinion. I think oh, he's yeah. underrated. Um, I, I think if if we can stay patient and kind of just weather the storm here, because again, if you look at the other teams, look at the Braves, look at the Mets. They're not really. I mean, I know the ground's banged up a little bit, but they're not dealing with any. You know, drastic injuries as far as the numbers that we have. I mean, we got like three or four legit guys on a hurt, and it's not just at one position. It's not just hitters. It's not you know we got bullpen problems. Um, yeah. Our rotation's been inconsistent. We've had guys sent down like Pavetta, and our our hitters are banged up on the bench, both on the bench and in the starting lineup. We're talking we're talking about Kingry, who comes off the bench, and then Herrera and and Segura. So I just want to weather the storm here. And hopefully within the next couple months, when we look back on this at the record in the wins and losses column, 
we'll be right at the top of the division. Man, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's basically what I was going to say. It's not the time to hit the panic button just yet. You kind of just want to, you know, play everything out and see how everything goes, make sure everything is, everybody's healthy again, mm-hmm. and then you can start, you know, trying to make changes, trying to make trades, trying to make moves. Now, we all agree that they do need to make a move, especially in terms of pitching. Yeah. But for right now, with these injuries, I think they need, need to just weather the storm right now. It's still early in the season. It's a 182-game yeah. season. Yeah, we're only like 20 games in. I don't want to do anything drastic. Tanya, you got something? For me personally, I think us waiting, we're kind of losing our chance to get an arm because right now we're losing arms like Nick Pavetta, you said. Yeah. Uh, they sent him down, and actually he hasn't even been impressing in AAA, so they're going to send him down to the double A. Wow. They are sending him to the double yeah. A? They're sending him. So wow. it's not confirmed, but... I mean, they're talking about a guy who was pitching in the MLB now getting sent down to the double A. So. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's absolutely crazy. I always thought that Pavetta, with his arm, he, he can throw close to 100 miles an hour. If he was in the bullpen, I think it would be it would help him a lot. I don't know if, how you guys feel about that, but I think we put Pavetta in the bullpen, even as like a long man, like, uh, like a three-inning guy, because I feel like he comes out and he does throw a lot of strikes, but... When they hit it, and you know it goes over the fence, it, which yeah. which has been his problem his whole his whole um, career. So, he I think what he has to do because I'm honestly I like his arm and I I never been a huge fan, but he's got the stuff. I feel like he's got definitely has the arm, and if he can just work out his mechanics and kind of get some movement on his pitches, I think he can come back up and and you know kind of be even in spring training. You, we heard like people saying that he could be like number two in a rotation over Arietta. I heard that because he has such a live arm and he had a good spring training. I heard people saying, man, he could be even better than Arietta this year. So I hope he figures it out and I hope he I hope he can get back into the rotation or even the bullpen at the major league level. I agree. I'm right there with Tanner too because looking at the standings, you got the Mets at the top, 13-10, Phil's 12-11, and 11, Atlanta and Washington both 11-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. We're at a crossroads where a team can potentially – Pull forward because every single team in their last ten has either been five and five or four and six. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is still early, but if you make a move now right. instead of waiting till June, mm-hmm. you know, right before those dog days, there a team could potentially pull away from all these teams because yeah. it's it, it is so close. It's it really the most is. competitive division in yeah. the league, yeah. in my opinion. So if you if you can get something now that even if it is just a bullpen piece, yeah, because. That that's we we could definitely use that as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. It would make me feel a lot better. Adam Morgan's been great out of the bullpen for us this year, and Hector Naris, besides that one oh, start geez. on opening day, oh, he's geez. been he's been okay for us. Yeah, I, just, I just think we need another lefty out of the bullpen besides yeah. Adam Morgan. I think he's we're just relying on him I mean, too much. Th- that's why we got Jose Alvarez now. But he hasn't been that he, great. He hasn't been awesome. Is he is he banged up too? I don't know I, if he's. I don't know if he's banged I, up. But I feel like I haven't seen him in a while. Regardless, he hasn't been pitching but, well when no. he's in there. So I, through the ups and downs we're having right now, I just want to stay together. Like the whole thing with Ari yeah. Adam Harper the other night. I hope that you know, the locker room. There's a lot of personalities in there. I just hope they don't. They don't clash. I just want to hope as we the common. We all have a common goal here, and that's to win. You know what I mean? So I just hope they don't stray away from that. You know what? I don't. I don't think that's going to hurt the locker room. I think that's only going to help the locker room. You. You want somebody like that in the, in the locker room, like Jake Arrieta, to check you. You know, if you do something wrong, a veteran player, right? You want you want that in the locker room. You don't want you don't want to just have just a bunch of young players and nobody's really teaching or learning from anybody. You know, you just have a bunch of uh, young guys who's talented and they don't check each other. They're always having fun. They're always clowning around. There's a time to clown around. There's a time to be serious. And right now, with you know the Phillies and you know this little cold streak that they've gone on, this ain't the time to be playing around no more. This ain't the time to be yeah. playing Fortnite and all that. This is the time to get serious. We got to start mm-hmm. hitting practice a little harder. Yeah. Tanner, I want to ask you, we've got the Marlins coming up. Now, that's a team, 
everybody looks at it as like they're almost must-win games. Do you look at these games as like, do you think the players are thinking, man, these are must-win games, we need to win these? Or do you say maybe they're just looking at it one game at a time at this point? Because like you said, I don't want to have us going like, we need to, these are must-win games, you know, because right. that kind of gets in your head as a psyche and like then right. you could, you know, you could slip up and you, you lose one. Plus, we're, I think they're at, it's at home. So do you look at this as must-win or do you think we just take it one game at a time? As much as you want to think that you wouldn't think that it's a must-win or that's an easy win, uh, I'm sure all the players are thinking that, and they know that this team's the Marlins. They're not a good team, and they definitely need to win. But as far as getting in their head, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think that would be a problem. It's more like compared to every sport, like if the Patriots are playing the Raiders. Yeah. They know it, They know it's an easy win, but they they still stay on track. Yeah, to me, it, look, you look at this stuff at the end of I the agree. season. You look at this stuff at the end of the season, you're going to look back on it, man. Look at that. Look at that Marlins series all the way back in April, which is kind of how all, like when we lose a close game like that, like the Rockies game in our night when we lose, like that's that's a loss, you know what I mean? When we're when we're in August and we look back on the season, it's like we should have won that game. So I don't I want to I just hope they focus on each and every game and not, you know, not to take games off cuz obviously no. guys are getting paid an insane amount of money. But I just hope we, we just Focus, take it one game at a time. You know, don't let this rough stretch we're going through, you know, affect us in the future. And, and hopefully we can just, you know, stay together and, and hopefully get some wins under our belt. Right. To, to add on, it's like at the end of the season, it, a win's a win. But then you look back and you see you beat the Marlins. You're happy about that. But did you really beat the Marlins? You had to go in extra innings to do so. Right. So in that way, does that win really matter as much as the other ones? Right. I understand. No, I understand what you're saying. I just think that these, especially because they're division games, mm-hmm. I just, the Marlins are a team that even watching that series when we played in Miami, I thought they were a lot better than what, what they were, were talked about, especially from the TV guys and all on MLB Network. They were all talking about how, you know, the Marlins obviously, and we all felt the same thing, that they weren't going to be this good. I thought that, I thought that they, they impressed me to a point where, obviously they're not going to compete for a division title, but they're not, you know, the one of the worst or the worst team in baseball. So, and that's why in professional sports, I don't care what sport it is, you never, ever doubt your opponent. No, no. I don't care how bad you think that team is going to be. You mm-hmm. really don't know how that team is really going yeah. to turn out. We played well at home this year. I hope. I just hope coming back home after this road trip, this seven-game roadie that we just we're going to finish up in New York, come back home. We got, we got an easy team in the Marlins. I hope we just regather ourselves, refocus, and you know get a series win because because yeah. you know we're the last couple of games you know just been brutal we were watching the Sixers games now we're not you know I was I'm checking the score I'm like nine nothing like that's not how I was used to when we especially last week look how much yes. has changed in a week yeah we went to the game we're all like yeah you know we're playing really well yep. exciting we, we left we had that day game where we won three two and and then now coming off this road trip it's like wow well this journey is not going to be easy because at the end of this we will have played 17 straight games mm. so it's not easy especially on the no. arms and the bullpen especially yes all right, let's transfer into some Sixers talk now. Woo! The they Sixers. got a big, big win the other night against the Nets. I was watching 30-8 to eight at one point. Oh, yeah! That's what I'm talking oh, man, about. It was fun to watch. It, it was really fun to watch. And, again, I, I just like the fact that we come back home for Game 5, didn't let the series, you know, didn't let the, even the game in general kind of go back and forth. You know, we kind of just came out. We, we uh, inf- you know, really banged them up. Like 30 points, 30 to 8 at one point. We really came in. We put our foot down. And we really showed the, like, showed the Nets like, oh, well, listen, we're ending the series. We don't want to go back to Brooklyn. It's funny because last night as I'm watching the Sixers game, and I was also, you know, getting my scouting report together, yeah. you know, looking at the NFL prospects, 
it got to a point where I was just straight up just started watching college film because mm-hmm. I'm looking at I'm like, okay, the Nets ain't playing tonight. Okay, <laughs> this is an easy one. Easy does. All right, Russell let's move on. Too. The thing that's so great about that game yesterday is that we got to rest our starters. Definitely, mm-hmm. and, and you know we finished the, season, the series pretty early too. I right, know the Raptors right. did as well. The but Raptors have as much rest as we do, but yeah. we at least got to rest the starters at the yeah, end of that game. We didn't so. want to have that game go back, especially all no. the stuff that's going on with Dudley. I, I was thinking maybe you know hopefully that doesn't affect yeah, he's a how we're playing, but. See, you know, you can't, great. but you can't take stock in the non-factors. I'm just saying, yeah. like Jared Dudley started mouthing off. I, I can understand if somebody like Spencer Dinwiddie or um, D'Angelo Russell started right. talking trash mm-hmm. about Ben Simmons. This is this is Jared you Dudley. You can't waste your time on someone like Jared. Dudley. No, no. And no he, he was just doing that like, in our heads. I mean, he yeah, know, he didn't want to. You don't want any. You don't want no parts of this. Exactly. You don't want no parts of this. No part. This is the only time we're going to hear about Jared Dudley. So exactly, that's true. he'll be a non-factor, no, especially next year. As a matter of fact, we might be the only ones bringing his name up right about now. Mm-hmm. So we we we're the only ones it's giving possible. him any kind of credit. Him that's all I'm saying. Let's look ahead. Second round. The second round. Toronto. There you go, Dude, Chris. Toronto. Looking at the future. Toronto Raptors. Oh boy. Look, I don't feel good about it, bro. Look. Why not? Dude, they swept us. In the regular season, I mean, four games, right? Yeah, four nothing in a regular season. Look, I mean, now this, I would like to think this is a different team compared to then. Now, uh, gee, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I just don't feel that good about this. You're series. not confident, right? No, You're not, not confident. at all. No, I not understand all. that. Not at all. I really do think the best player in this series is Kawhi Leonard. No doubt. I, I, I hope you all agree with me with that. No, no, no I think doubt. if we find a way to li- – obviously, you're not going to hold him to zero points or anything no. ridiculous. But if you can hold him to an average around like maybe 25, I mean 30 at the most maybe, if, if we can just hold him intact and not let him go off for one of those 40, 50-piece type of games, mm-hmm. I just think Kyle always passed his prime at this point. They do have – obviously, they're a great team. they got some role players yeah. there, Pascal Siakam. Marcus Hall yes. could give Joel Embiid some problems. I think that's probably the only big man that will probably give Embiid some issues yeah. down in there. Man, and in Al, Al Horford, too, if, if we were to face him you know, in the future. Well, they got the Bucks. That's going to be he, another tough he's series. He's only 6'10". Why does Al Horford always give us problems? Just I never understood that. If I, I don't know. If I could go into the games that we went against the Raptors in yeah. October, we lost one twelve to one twenty nine. Mm-hmm. December, um, one hundred two to one thirteen, and then later that month, one hundred one to one twenty six, and then in in February one one hundred seven to one nineteen. So, yeah. listen, they, they they spanked us. They, yeah. All four of those games, man. Yep. All four of those games. We took it, but now it's a different story. I feel like, especially watching those last couple games, Ben Simmons has turned up his intensity. He looks like a whole different player. He had, He's just enforcing I don't know if, his will. I don't know if he listens to the show or not, and he's gotten you know irritated with some of my comments, but, you know, good. He's slamming, his dunks, <laughs> like, man, he's slamming it down like he's bringing a hammer on, yes. on everybody. Like, this is what I wanted to see out of him. This, this is I wanted fun, to see the to dog in him. Mm-hmm. And the the Raptors haven't seen us with Tobias and, all, and um, Boban and everyone, so... Mm-hmm. Because last time we went against them, we still had Moose mm-hmm. and Shamit. Yeah. And yeah. That's a good point. Listen, we did play the Raptors earlier in the season. I think the one thing, the one question mark I have, because I, I, honestly, Chris, I am pretty confident in this series. Mm. I think watching the way we played in that Brooklyn series the last couple games, I really think our confidence is high. And that the way Ben Simmons is playing right now specifically, I think we got a legit shot to win this series. The only question mark I have is the home court advantage. I feel like this game is not going to be the se- or the series, excuse me, the series is not going to be over quickly. In my no. opinion, I think it's going six and seven. Yeah, I agree. And if it gets that seventh game in Toronto, that's going to be a question mark. Yeah, I was, I, I you, yeah, I was about to say that. It's going seven, and it's going to be right down to the end. 
But on a, yeah. on a positive note, Drake might be at the game, so you know, yeah, he maybe. might he might ruin the you know the mojo yeah, for let's the hope he's wearing Raptors. their jerseys. Give him some bad luck. <laughs> As a, the series Hopefully. as a whole, do you think what, what do you think the games are going on? Do you think we get a split in Toronto? The first two in Toronto, do you think we get a split? Do you think you know they beat us two zero? Do you think we possibly could win two zero? What do you guys think? I think it's a. I think it's going to be a split. You think it's going to be a split? I think it's going to be a split. And what's critical is going to be those games five and six, mm-hmm. because if they here's my thing, here's my take. The only way I see them winning, I won't say they have to shut down Kawhi Leonard. You're not going to shut down Kawhi Leonard, but you need to at least contain him. Yep. And the only way you're going to contain him is you have to put the best player on him, the best defensive player on him. And for us, that's Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Now, if Jimmy. Now, if Kawhi's going to start guard Jimmy. We've won games without Butler's uh, points yeah. production. So it's possible that we can really win this series. Yes, definitely. But we have to come out with the same intensity as we came out against Brooklyn. Right. We cannot take nights on. No, None of that. Everybody has to be on a A game. Everybody has to bring the lacrity. Everybody has to bring the aggressiveness. Because otherwise... They're going to bring it right back to you, and they're going to whip you. Listen, this isn't the Nets. This isn't the Pistons. This isn't, you no. know what I mean? This is the Toronto this Raptors. Ain't, this ain't they've Orlando. This is, they've owned us, and, and I agree with everything you just said. We need to bring the intensity if we want to beat this team. Because this is it, right? This is the second round here. We're not playing games anymore. This isn't the Nets. We're not in the first round. Nope. Let's, we want to win an NBA championship. This is why we built this team to win an NBA championship. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a fun series to watch. I did want to get into the, the Celtics-Bucks real fast. I think that series is going to be... Really entertaining. I think that series yes. is going seven games. Who do you guys games. think wins that game? Wins the series? I say Milwaukee, man. Um, Milwaukee yeah. and seven. You think? I say uh, Milwaukee and six or seven. I'll probably go with Boston. I just think it was destined destined for the Celtics and the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know why. Since the season mm-hmm. started, since the season started, I just think it was destined for the but Sixers. Gian- Giannis is playing on a whole uh, other yeah, world right about now. He's playing incredible. I think he deserves MVP. Yes. If he don't get MVP, I I kid you not, I'm going to rumble somebody. Like, I'm going to fight somebody. Because how do you not argue about him not being MVP? The the development, the skill level. Name Name a player right now who can stop him. Nobody. See, he takes off from the foul line, and no one can stop him because he's so he's so lengthy that he just kind of you know how LeBron when he's coming down the lane he kind of just bulldozes you yes. over and puts it up. Giannis literally is so lengthy that he can just kind of put his arm around you yep. and just hit it off the. I, don't know, I was watching him the other night against the Pistons when he did that. And I was like, how you can't guard that? No, like, I don't you care. can't. I don't care who you are. You, you can be can't. LeBron or the best. Player. You cannot guard that. It's almost impossible. In that Euro step? Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh my goodness. Was he. It's going to be fun. The, the, this these playoffs. I think now that you know the the lower seeds are out of it and these. These two matchups in the East, the Bucks and the Celtics, and us and the Raptors, I think it's going to be two great series to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, man. Who, who saw Damian Lillard shot? <laughs> I was actually, I had, see, I was going to go to bed last night, and I was like, you know what? This game's so close. It was late in the fourth quarter, and it's like, I had to step and watch. I had and to step and watch. I was still watching game film, and, and oh, my goodness, he hit that shot. And I stood there with my mouth wide open. I said, you I know what? I can't believe I said, that's it. I shut everything down, the lights, mm-hmm. the Computer, that's everything it, went back. off. I said, yep. "That's it. I'm going to sleep. That's it. I'm done." Listen, I'm done. he 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 got the, the shot clock was at three three seconds, and he was at the half court. He was at half court, and I was like, "What is? Wanted is he, to be the hero? Is he gonna? Is he about to pull this from like forty feet away?" And he, and then he did it all right in Paul George's mitt. By the way, that's some NBA 2K green release stuff that he just hit. <laughs> that was a crazy shot. And again, the whole back and forth with Russell Westbrook. Listen, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. I yeah. think he's a great player and he's super talented. But I just think he's never the way he plays. 
he's not going to ever win a ring. And again, I, I just I don't understand. From my question to you guys, would be, mm-hmm. why do you think Paul George? I know the money was great, obviously for him, but he couldn't got he could have gotten money somewhere else. Why do you think he resigned with the Thunder? Oh man, um, I'm. Because honestly, we saw it last year where I was surprised that he resigned. I thought he was yeah. going to go to L.A. and join LeBron. But. I, I, I agree. Like, I think somehow, someway, Russell Westbrook, somehow, someway must have said something to him. Be like, listen, you know, we're going to do this as a team. We're going to do it. The team's going to build around us. Right. Da, 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 da. Like, that's the only thing I see. Mm-hmm. Because while, yes, I have said on these airways that I consider Russell Westbrook, me personally, he, I'm a fan of his. Right. That's slowly deteriorating now because I'm not liking his current attitude at this point. Right. But Westbrook must have said something to George to kind of you know let him know like, look, we we gonna build, yep. we gonna build something special, we gonna keep building, you know, just you know, come on back, come on, you know, you love the city. This is a small, you know, small small market team, right. but you know, this team has your back through and through. But from Paul George's perspective, how does that help me? Right. Like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I got endorsements with Nike and. You know, I have, you know, my own custom shoes. So mm-hmm. from an endorsement standpoint of view, I wouldn't care about being in a small market. Right. But playing with Russell Westbrook, knowing his play style, I, I didn't understand. I'm, I'm scratching. I'm, I'm kind of scratching honestly, my head here. I was surprised that they were the six seed, too, because I look at that team. They have some talent. They developed Jeremy Grant a lot because he was a former sixer. Yep. He wasn't that great when he was here. We got rid of him, and they developed him a lot. Steven Adams is a center down there. Yep. They got some talent in that team. Even Nerlens Noel coming off the bench for yes, them. Yes, Ner- Noel is that is that defensive so, presence. Um, I was shocked. Yep. I think they're a better team line. than the Jazz. But and Russ even was he was hitting some jumpers last night, and he was looking really great. And I think I was thinking, you know what, this series is going to go back to Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. But you know what, the Raptors, and this is without Joseph Nurkic, by the way, who broke his leg yep. back a couple months yes. ago. But, yes. but you better watch out. The Portland is a very good team. I, I, with the backcourt they have, Damian Lillard, I and agree. I agree. Like I started really paying attention to Portland, like maybe in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. and I started saying, and I started saying to myself, I said, you know, they're a sneaky team. Yeah. I think they're going to surprise some people. Mm-hmm. People are going to overlook Portland. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. You you cannot no. Definitely. Not with those two. And like you said, Jokic ain't even playing. Right. That's the crazy part. Definitely. It's just C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard. Yeah. Duh. That's oh, crazy. This, I'm Ta- telling you, the Blazers, that's Look that's out. a dark horse in the West. If, anybody, if anybody's going to supplant the Warriors in the West, right. which I don't think personally it'll happen, mm-hmm. but if there is a team that will, it's going to be the Blazers. Definitely. Tanner, Chris, I want to ask you guys this question to end the Sixers now real fast. When you're looking at the coaching from Brett Brown's perspective for this series coming up, against the Raptors, you definitely know the Raptors, how great they are and how great their team is, how well they played, the talent they have. What are the matchups you guys are looking at? Do you, who are we putting on who? How do we? What kind of offense are we running? You know, the, the difference between the Nets talent, the Toronto Raptors talents, obviously there's a big difference there. How are you guys matching up the players? I say, well, I'm, I'm still sticking with, you know, putting Jimmy Butler on Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I'm still sticking with that. Would you ever maybe even if he gets, starts getting hot, do you double him maybe? Because you look at yeah. look at the guys on the perimeter. Danny Green, he's an athletic wing. He's a three and D kind of guy, right? Kind of like a JJ Redick, only a little bit more athletic, a little Correct. bit bigger, and a little bit better of a defender, right? I just think what we have to do in this series is really take advantage of the size difference with Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry. Because honestly, you know, I don't think Kyle Lowry is going to be guarding Simmons. But again, no one's really no, as athletic so. and had the size like Simmons does. Um, and beating Gasol is a matchup I'm looking forward to. I really hope Embiid shows up 
against y'all, Gasol. Y'all know me when it comes to oh, y'all know me when it comes to you know linemen. I, when I watch football, look at mm-hmm. linemen play. When I look at the NBA, I look at big men play. Because mm-hmm. seriously, it's something about big dudes, yeah. man. They, they get into it. You know, this seriously, is, this is not Jared Allen. This is going to be Marcus no. Hall, veteran, and he's a very good player. Oh, you guys are. Talking about uh, player matchups. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Brett Brown and Nick Nurse matchups. Out coaching. Ah, yeah. that's yes. that's what it's going to come down to. To me, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The offense they run, the matchups we put on. I, I just think, you know, Kyle Lowry for them. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard's their key. Is he, if he's going, right. they go with with Kawhi. I think Kyle Lowry. If if we if we kind of shut him down and kind of make him close to a non-factor, because we saw games in the first round where he had like zero points mm, in game yep. one. So if we can it cause him to be like sort of a non-factor almost, and just kind of stick and to Kawhi Gasol too. Gasol he's a veteran, and his best days are obviously behind him in Memphis. Memphis, but man, he's another guy you got to watch out for because he can shoot the three kind of like Embiid, yes. and he's one of the few guys that have the size that can guard and beat in the post. Yes. Marcus all ain't, ain't no pushover. Listen, they don't need Kawhi to beat us. They've already no. beaten us without Kawhi. It's true. But when mm-hmm. he has played against us, he's averaged thirty points. Yeah, that's now that's crazy. In four games, you're averaging thirty points a game. In four games against us, we got to figure out that's coaching, like you said with Brett Nick Nurse. Yeah, you got to find a way to. You got to find a way to. I never to, looked. I never looked at that aspect. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, and wow. I think Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a great coach. Yeah, I really do think Nick Nurse is a great coach. So, um, again, it's gonna be a fun series to watch. I think it's what is it Friday or Saturday. Um, Maybe even Sunday. Sat- I think Saturday? it starts Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Game one in Toronto. Um, it's, it's fun. Hopefully, we're, we're talking about a couple of Sixers wins next week here. Oh, yeah. um, we got one more topic to get to before we uh, get out of here. Woo! And that's the NFL draft. Oh, we are baby. close to 24 the hours. A little starts over. starts tomorrow. A little over 24 hours away from the NFL draft. Your guys' perspectives. Who are the top prospects? Who do you think the Eagles need to get in the first round? Give me something. Here's me personally, and I've, I've been on record as saying this. I want an offensive lineman in a draft. I want an offensive lineman in the first round. Mm. Listen, you can go for the flashy wide right receiver with Marquise Hollywood Brown. Yeah, that's cute. That's fine. Yeah, you you are eventually going to need to, you know, find that speedy guy to eventually replace Deshaun Jackson when Deshaun Jackson leaves. Mm. And it's now I'm hearing rumors that the Eagles are possibly going to trade um, Nelson Aguilar. So you're probably going to need a receiver in the draft, but I don't think first round is where you need to draft a receiver. Um, I've even heard them drafting a corner in the first round. That doesn't make any sense to me, seeing as though I think you have a bunch of young, talented corners, and then you pick, and then you bring back Ronald Darby for one year. That just doesn't make any sense to me to draft an, another corner first round high in the draft. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Safety, you can argue with me about safety, but I think. You know, you can grab a, a a nice quality safety. I'll get to that a little later um, in the second or third round. I think you need to go offensive line because the simple fact, as I stated before, if you're going to bring – if you're going to pay Carson Wentz so so much money – $150 million. If you're going to pay him that much money, you're going to need to protect that investment mm-hmm. at all costs. Barrett Brooks is a, probably isn't going to play this year with that – because he's still Torn recovering from that from like, from that Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey came out like maybe a, a week or two ago and listed all the injuries that he played through this year, and he almost considered retiring this offseason. That scares me. You need an interior lineman, and you need to start preparing for the future now. Peters has one year left on that contract. Now, there. I think with in terms of tackle, you can probably draft a tackle maybe late day two, day three, if you want to draft a tackle and develop him. Right. I think that's when you want to go – 
tackle. So you're going. You're saying guard in the first round. Or you're I say center, guard, guard, center, center, guard in the first Any round. Any names that you're looking at? Um, and me personally, I think the guy that jumps out for me um, is Christian Linden, Lindenberg. I'm saying his name wrong. Where is he from? What college? Um, Did you say it on there? I think it's Boston College, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at the tape, I love his tape. I like his aggressiveness. He, he's a guard or a center? He's a guard. He's he's, a gu- he played center. Okay. But they also listed him as guard as well. But I like the way he plays, the aggressiveness that he plays with. Um, he keeps his pad level low. Right. He's a grinder. He's everything I want out of a lineman. And, of mm-hmm. course, y'all know my big rule when it comes to linemen. I like butts on the ground. Yeah, aggressiveness. Yes. Definitely. Listen, it's not going to be a sexy pick, but... No, it's not going to be a sexy pick. But sometimes the sexy pick are... The, it's not necessarily sexy picks that makes mm-hmm. that makes the draft. It's the... It's the picks that go under under the radar that right. really help a team out. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, oh, I'm sorry. His name is Garrett Bradbury from the NC State. I NC apologize. State, NC State, okay. Garrett Bradbury is who mm-hmm. I'm – okay, Christian Lindstrom is also another guard that I'm right. also looking at. He's from Boston College mm-hmm. as well. Those two are in particular I like. Right. Um, as <laughs> I like Cody Ford. And, tackle from Oklahoma. Yep, I like Cody Ford, but like I said, I don't think we need to go tackle right. that early. And then I think he's going to go maybe top 20. Mm-hmm. And unless we trade up for him. I've seen a lot of mock drafts where guys are going all over the board. You know, early first round, mid the first round, even late. I'm going to tell you why. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are the – where quarterbacks are going to be drafted in the first round are going to determine how far back some of these top prospects are going to slide. Now, like I – now, me personally – I'm interested to see where they go. Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, guys, Drew Locke, and guys me, like that. Me personally, the only quarterback, if I was a team looking to draft a quarterback, the only – Quarterback, I would honestly think would be worth drafting in the first round is Kyler Murray, right. regardless of his size. It's crazy because so many teams need a quarterback this year. It and is the Giants. They're the Patriots saying, need someone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Redskins, the Dolphins. I'm saying hear. the Redskins might trade up, right? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. yep. And <laughs> if they trade, if they trade up, from what I'm hearing, they're trying to trade up and jump ahead of the Giants to draft Dwayne Haskins. They do that, they're gonna they're gonna ruin his career. That all depends on where Kyler goes, too. You think they'd rather draft Haskins over... I think, honestly, everybody wants Kyler, but are you going to be able to trade up that high to draft Kyler? You still really don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. Exactly. I think Kyler Murray's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I know his size, but his talent is on another level. I mean, watching him play at Oklahoma, the speed he has... I mean, he didn't. Johnny Manziel didn't have that speed. A lot of people are no. comparing him to Johnny Manziel. He was he's no. a lot faster than Johnny Manziel was. He's a lot more accurate and he can read the field a little mm-hmm. better than and, Johnny Manziel. And what works for the Cardinals is Kingsbury has coached him. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm a little concerned as the Redskins go up there and trade and get Kyler Murray. We got to play against him twice a year. I know they don't have much talent around him yet, mm-hmm. but I'd be right. concerned if I'm he's a dual threat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the only thing that concerns me with him is I did see him, you know juke around defenders and whatnot, you know, not try to, you know, extend the play mm-hmm. at his size. And in the NFL, you don't want to do that. You might want to, you know. He's yeah. got quick release, though. He's yeah. got a quick release, yes, but when he gets out of the pocket and he scrambles and he's trying to make a play against a defender, yeah. you don't want to do that no. all the time in the NFL against these defenders, even if it's a corner. He's, these guys, they're not playing around. They're going to hit you you looking hard. at anybody specific in the, in, the, in the late round in the pick 25 or any position that you think not is of interest? Not late round, but... Someone that I've really been keeping my eye on is um, Josh Allen, obviously. Josh Allen from Kentucky, yeah. the defensive end. I've seen him go all over the place. I've seen him go so top five. He's likely five to go to point. the Niners, I think. Right. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Josh Allen. 6'4", 263 pounds. I he understand that. He had a great that. season at Kentucky last he, year. He's an excellent speed rusher, and I like that. 
Me personally, I like speed rushers more than I like power rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, his first step is explosive. He has excellent hands. The only problem is, for, for me, if you're going to play on the edge, you need to learn how to set the edge as well, especially in run defense. I feel like he doesn't do that too well. And also, what I've seen from the film is when an, when a lineman gets their hands on him, which is the problem with most speed rushers, when those big linemen get those big mitts on you, they got you. It's like vice grips. Yeah. We've seen in college, though, he hasn't been stopped by the double team. He powers right through him. He mm-hmm. does, but then there's times where he does. Where it's, sometimes it's not even necessary for him to double right. team. I've seen games and I've seen plays where it looked like they just completely took him. The tackle yeah. would just completely take him out of the play. Listen, there's some good linemen up the top of this draft. Quinnen Williams is one of them. I personally yes. think he's the best player in the draft because as a nose tackle, I think he's one of the most dominant college defensive tackles coming out of Alabama. Quentin Williams I mean, is he, a monster. He is a monster. I think whoever gets him. They I know are. that there's teams out there like they want the quarterback. Mm. Like the Raiders are one of them up there, the Cardinals. But if you take this guy, it's almost a slam dunk. I mean, you can't go wrong. Look at the size of this guy. They are getting a dog. I don't know who's going to draft Quentin Williams, but they getting a yeah. dog. He is He is very – and honestly, though, if he fits in there, say the top of the rounds, I know – like again, John Green wants to trap the quarterback. If he gets on in one of those teams where he's got talent around him mm-hmm. on that defensive line, almost like how Cle- uh, Clemson's defensive line yes. last year when he had they had three of those guys: Cleveland Farrell, Dexter Williams, and Christian Wilkins. Yes. If he gets talent, around, I'll tell you, man, that defensive line. If he gets get some guys around him, now watch out. Nick Bosa is another guy we're looking at. Oh. Nick Bosa is my favorite pass rusher in this draft. Hasn't played since October, Barna. though. You got to remember, he hasn't played. Yeah. Almost missed a lot of games. He hasn't played since October. That's true. Towards that, that is very true. But I think his potential was what's going to get him drafted. I think out of all the edge rushers, he's probably going to be drafted first, and it's his potential that's going to get him drafted that high. Plus um, his brother, Joey Bosa. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant Josh Allen was likely to go to the Jets, not the 49ers. The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Where did they pick it? Uh, what was that, the third? Third or fourth? Third or fourth. Third or fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see him going that high. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Nick Bosa, Jr., missed a lot of the season. Yeah. Another guy I like is that Oliver. Ed yeah, Oliver's I like Ed Oliver. I was player. looking at his tape too. He's very got some good, good tape. Very that good dude, player. you know what? I like I like his um I like his pass rush moves. I really do. I like his swim move. I, I think, I think it's a, clean. A lot of talent this year in this draft. Man, defensive tackle I think is really deep in this draft. Defensive tackle in particular. And we have those two second rounders, which I think is going to be the real key. If we can hit on those one or both of those second round picks that we have late in the second round, I man, there's um, potential for us to get three starters out of these. I three agree, picks. and I. I'm glad you mentioned those two second rounders. And this this is kind of the reason why I, I really don't want the Eagles to move from 25 because I think they can pick up a, I agree, a quality guy a real in quality the first guy. round at pick 25. And then with those two second rounders, and I was looking at – I was thinking about, you know, some of the positions of need mm-hmm. on the team. You're looking at linebacker, safety as well? I was looking at – but there's a, there's a position that I think we're overlooking, especially with the way we play defense, and that's defensive line. As in particularly defensive end, mm-hmm. think about it. We'll you get have Derek a, Barnett healthy this year. You got to remember that's true, and you have an aging Brandon Graham on the other side. Yes, Chris Long hasn't even decided yet if he's going to retire right. or not. Right. And then the other, Vinny Curry, and he only had two and a half sacks with the Buccaneers last season with his um, ankle injuries. I do like the resigning him though because he fit well in this scheme two years ago. That's fine, Bowl. but is he going to go back to the Vinny Curry that we all know? Uh, we're hoping. <laughs> That's why we brought back in. We're hoping. And now, who are you looking at? Twenty five. Even at those two second rounders, anybody stick out to you from the edge? I like two- personally Cleveland Farrell from from Clemson. The edge Russell from Clemson. I think I he would be really good for us. He's pretty good. Um, I like two guys in particular. 
I like Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. And, I man, I love Chase Winovich from Michigan. Oh, Winovich is a really good I, player. Man. That defense last year, you got Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary, yes. both those guys. That Michigan defensive line was just dominant last season, mm-hmm. this past season. And I love I love Chase Winovich's game. He disengages from from blockers so well. He's a team uses leader, his hands. Too. Team yes. leader. Like, he doesn't have the most explosive first step, and I think that's the reason why he's going to fall out of the first round. Yeah. But his array of pass rush moves, he makes up for that lack of athleticism right. with his array of moves and his football IQ. And that's something that me personally, I really, mm-hmm. I will covet more than athleticism. Mm-hmm. Because, sure, you can draft an athlete in the first round, but how's that athlete going to turn out? And develop. And develop. Is that athlete going to – sometimes you can draft the athlete, Mm -hmm. develop the athlete the way you want want him to turn out, Mm -hmm. and then he turns into this all-around dominant player. That's fine and true. But how about drafting a guy who knows what he's doing? That first-round pick has to be a slam dunk, man. Has shown – He's shown that he can play the game. And he's not. He might not necessarily be an athlete. He doesn't wow you with his forty-yard dash. He doesn't wow you with, you know, his cone drills and and right. whatnot. But his film is what sticks out, yeah. and that's what you. That's what I wish teams would look at more than look at these um these forty these um forty-yard dashes in these first-round picks. Combine. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree, Tanner. I would ask you real fast. Um, when you look at teams up top, um, trades obviously we're not. They, they're going to happen. We, I mean, at least one or two, they happen every year. And do you think any team that's kind of late in the, in the back rounds, you know, I know that we've heard about the Redskins. Do you think any team's going to try to get up there, not even to get a quarterback, to, but to get one of those blue chip six or seven guys that, that are out there, in my opinion? Do you think anybody in the late first round, any of those teams are going to try to trade up and get one of those blue chip guys? Um, honestly, like even the think... Patriots. Look, look at the Patriots team. They, they lost Gronk. Do you think they get up there and they're, they're, they're trying to make something happen? Because usually you look at them, they stay put. You know, they just, wherever they're at, they're at. Belichick doesn't like yeah. to mess around. Right. Uh, I think the Patriots will keep doing what they always do. They always get lucky. Mm-hmm. They always find somebody late in the in the draft. Which is incredible. And they're going to stay doing that. But honestly, I don't think this draft's not really going to be, to me, that surprising. Like with draft picks, I feel like it's What do you not, think Kyler Murray goes? Uh, well, that's a hard one because if the Cardinals do not get Kyler and the Redskins are trading up, I think the Redskins get him. I just have and a weird feeling too. Be, the Redskins are going to trade up. That's going to be hard for us. Yeah, it, Kyler Murray. Got, if Kyler Murray comes to the NFC East, it's going to be a pain in my rear end for years to come. Do you think that? Do you think John Gruden drafts a quarterback up there? Hmm. Funny thing about the Raiders is they sent all their scouts home early. So I don't, I don't get that. There was miscommunication. They didn't trust all their scouts, so they just sent them all home early. Yeah, so, yeah, I seen that story. Crazy. They, um, How yeah, do you, you don't trust the own people you send out there. That's crazy. Well, they yeah, think, the well, they think they might. I know sometimes I've heard this from other NFL teams, but they'll send the scouts home because they don't want any information about their board right. being leaked. Right. So you know, just in, just to eliminate anybody who could possibly be in the room. Right. Anybody who don't trust rivals too. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, Go ahead. Sorry. Back to Kyler, though. He's Heisman Trophy winner, Davey O'Brien Award winner, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. This, If he goes to the Redskins, we're going to have – we're going to have – I agree. Trouble. To answer your question, if there is a team late in the first round that will trade up, it is the Patriots because they got 12 picks in their back pocket. They have 12 wow. picks. In they have 12 picks. Yeah. So if there's a, if there's a team that does make a big move in the first round, I'm thinking it's the Patriots because they got assets to burn, man. Right. 
They got assets to burn. From, from, an, from an Eagle standpoint, we got two second round picks, right? Would you personally trade any of those two picks away, kind of move up no. in the earlier in the second round? Or do you think we'd just stay put? I, I, I'm I'm nice and content with you know the, where we're at now. I'm good with sticking with uh, two second rounders. Um, as far as who I want to pick, I, I was I, I kind of agree with T. Uh, I like uh, Garrett Bradbury. You know, just uh, build up that that offensive line. You don't know how much longer you got uh, Kelsey. Because uh, e- even this year he was thinking about retiring. So get a guy behind. Tra- uh, I almost said Travis Kelsey. <laughs> get, get a guy behind Jason Kelsey. Uh, and I mean, as far as I can tell from Bradbury, the only knock on him is the size. Which I mean, same thing with Jason Kelsey. Right. And I mean, who better to put behind Jason Kelsey? And like I said, with size, I don't. I don't necessarily all the time look at size. I look at game tape. What do you do on? What do you do on a tape? Can you make up for what you lack in? Physically. Right. And if you can do that for me, I'm cool with you. Now, in terms of, I know I said we needed a safety. And I know a lot of. Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. I knew you were going to say that. That's the guy I would totally take. I like Jonathan Abram. But I'm going to, I want another guy in particular. And I really, I like this guy when I looked at his tape Mm -hmm. out of Maryland. Darnell Savage Jr. I. Where's he from? He's from Maryland. I love his tape. When I looked at him, he is excellent in run support. He's a good wrap-up tackler. His coverage skills are above average, especially near, especially good for a safety. Free safety or either or? Strong safety? He could play either or position because his ability to shed off blockers right. is what separates him. Where do they have him going? They actually have him going like mid-second round, early third. So that, think, we, those are two second rounders right there. I think you... Well, and I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with them drafting Jonathan Abram. The only knock I have on him is I think sometimes he always goes for the big hit. So a lot of times he misses those tackles. Right. That can be coached. So I wouldn't have a problem with Jonathan Abram, mm-hmm. but I like Darnell Savage just a little bit more. Can you I got two things. Um, for you were talking about safety, mm-hmm. and I noticed a team that really just needs to add a safety to be Super Bowl contenders is the Chiefs because I know they have Eric Berry, but. Last 34 games, he's he hasn't played 31 of those games. And they released him. Yeah. And um, so they uh, safety is what they need. Mm. Listen, but, you got Patrick Mahomes around you? You know you can't waste are, these years. You got to no. get guys in there. Where is their draft? It, second round? Because um, they don't have a draft in the first round. They don't have a first round pick. No, they don't have a first No, because, no, well, breaking news, uh, they traded for – um, Clark, right? Frank, yeah, Frank Clark. Clark. So no, they don't have a first. They don't have a first round pick anymore. They were I good think trade for Seattle. They got two first round picks now. Look oh, out for man. Seattle. They resigned Russell Wilson. Seahawks, look out. They need okay. to. Uh, they need to build around Russell Wilson and fix that offensive line for him. Because while I'll, we're figuring that out, also the Cardinals have the thirty third pick as well. So if they don't get Kyler. If they know that they're not getting Kyler, mm. do you think them trading that first overall pick to, say, the Redskins because they want to go up in the draft and then waiting for the 33rd pick? I think, listen, what you just started there I think is great because you know why? The Cardinals really don't have a lot of talent as a whole. You really Drafting Kyler Murray is not going to make them gonna any. You're going to need to do a lot players. more than just draft. You, you need players in this draft. You gotta, if they trade that first, first, round, or first overall pick away, and get some picks later on, maybe two or three picks later on in the draft, or even for next year. I mean, they need guys. They need playmakers on this team. And I, I think the more picks they have, the more opportunity they have to hit on some of these players. I agree. They might wait until draft day. And right before that pick comes up, they they trade 
it's no loss that they trade their first overall pick. Right. And whether it's the the I think it's most likely going to be the Redskins. Mm-hmm. But I I think that'd be a great idea. There's still possibility just, that more reports come out. You know, we're, we're yeah. 24 hours away from the draft. Yeah, Other yeah. Teams come up. This, is hear a lot. this is smoke screen time. You know, there's going to be plenty of yeah. reports flying and well, coming out. Also, the Redskins. So if they trade the first overall pick to the Redskins and the Redskins give them the 15th, that's even so. They're if they're not getting Kyler, wait till the 15th pick and then they have the 33rd pick. My whole thing is like I. I understand why they would want Kyler Murray, but you have Josh Rosen. No, he didn't play a good season last year, but Peyton Manning, if I remember correctly, didn't have a good rookie season either. Right. And look at the career he had. Tanner, you thought Josh Rosen would be the best quarterback in that draft coming I out did. last year. Really? I did, I'll admit. Yes. Really? I thought Baker was going to be overrated. No. I knew Baker I thought Josh out. Allen was going to be the best quarterback coming out last year. Wow. Just based on the size. I really did. I'm so that's why you can't necessarily look at intangibles like that. Yeah. Never never go off intangibles. Always it was trust just, your eyes. It was just Rosen's attitude and everything. I, I thought he was going to be much yeah. better than he is. Listen, yeah. if people are smart with this draft coming up. If Say there's no trades. I think somebody that, that's either in the middle of like 7th or 8th, even the Giants, if some somebody like Kyler falls in their lap, because it's still a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, if it gets to be like pick five and Kyler's still on the board, somebody might jump up there and trade. Uh, but if he gets to like seven or eight and, and like the Giants are sitting there, I can totally see that. And I'm I'm going to say something right now with these airwaves because me personally, I like Dwayne Haskins. Do I think he's coming out of college early? Yes, I think he could have benefited from another season. Yes, because his he his inconsistent play disturbs me. There are times when he looks like a professional quarterback. He looks like the top quarterback in the draft, and then there's times where. He will make a throw, and I would be like, "What the heck was he looking at?" Like it was, it was such a crazy dynamic. And I understand, you know, him coming out. You know, your your draft stock probably not isn't going to be as high. I disagree. Quarterbacks are always going to be, you know, drafted high. I don't care what year it is. Teams are always in need for a quarterback. Right. But here's my thing: I think he's either going to go. Me personally, if the Cardinals pick Kyler Murray one. He's either going to go to the Redskins or the Giants. And his career is either going to go two ways. If he goes to the Giants, Dwayne Haskins is probably going to be a problem for us because he's going to have the ability to sit behind Eli. I don't think they're going to put him, start him immediately. I think they're going to let him develop behind Eli and let Eli play out the rest of his career, almost like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers style. However... He goes to the Redskins. The Redskins are going to start him day one. They're going to do the same thing with with him like they did with RG3. They're going to ruin his career because they're going to start him immediately, and he's not ready. The concepts, the defensive concepts from from college to the NFL is totally different. Mm -hmm. Defenses in college, they're almost telling you what they're doing. And with the spread offense, the spread offense helps you to pick apart a defense. It's not that easy in the NFL. No, definitely. That's what makes Tom Brady so great. Athletes are bigger, stronger, smarter. Mm -hmm. Just because you see a cover two don't mean they're going to come out in the cover two. You see a cover two, that safety is going to come up last minute right as the center is snapping you the ball Mm -hmm. and come in on a corner blitz Mm -hmm. and hit you. Definitely. And you didn't see it coming. Back to Dwayne Dwayne Haskins point, I think Urban Meyer leaving Ohio State had a a role, or had an effect, I should say, on Dwayne Haskins leaving. I think... Like you said, I think if he stayed another year, I think he'd be more NFL ready if he came out. I agree. Um, but 
he's coming out now, and I think if he goes to the Giants, I think he needs somebody. And I, again, if I'm a Giants fan, which obviously none of us are, but if I'm a Giants fan and we Ooh. and say we get say, <laughs> say we get, say the Giants get Dwayne Haskins, do you really want to sit be, behind another season of Eli and kind of grooming Haskins behind him? Because as as a giant as a Giants for the Giants fans out there, mm-hmm. you've seen two years of Eli Manning where you know he can't play anymore. Right. You true. would want Haskins in there, but I just don't think he's ready. He set all kinds of records at Ohio State with touchdown passes and things like that, their yards. But I saw games where I was scratching my head against Purdue where they lost by like 30 points. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Saturday night at Purdue. That was one of the games I watched last. I rewatched last night of his tape. And that was just a beatdown. Purdue really killed him. And another game later on the season at Maryland. He, some of the passes he made were just head scratchers. He throwing them in like double coverage over the middle, and they were just getting picked off. Darnell was really messing with him that well, game. Let me tell you, if because the past two years they haven't had anyone to put in when Eli wasn't playing good. They still don't at the same and time. If, yeah. if they have if they have Dwayne, then I think he'll get a couple chances to go in there and play in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if the team stays the way they are. Right now. What do you think about the, the the less talked about quarterbacks? You know, the Daniel Jones from Duke, the Drew Locke from Missouri. Do you think these guys could, could develop in any kind of I, I legit think they, starter? I think they can, but the same thing with Dwayne Haskins. They need to step behind somebody and develop because right. if you throw these guys out there, you're going to ruin their careers and you're going to mess them up because I, I really don't think they're I ready. think I've watched a couple of their games this year, uh, Drew Locke especially from Missouri. I think a team's going to get – like lucky with them falling a little bit. Yeah. I think it can kind of fly under the radar. If he falls in the right lap with a quarterback like even like Pittsburgh with Big Ben ahead of right. him for the next couple of years, right. kind of groom him. And I think in the next couple of years, one of those guys they have the size. They're both six five, six four. Mm-hmm. Those guys could look, develop definitely into uh, definitely in the starting quarterback in the future. Real quick before we get out of here, um, running backs in particular, the I have two running backs come to mind. I like Devin Singletary from Florida Atlantic, five foot seven. 210 pound frame. He really reminds me of Frank Gore. I've seen he was he's five seven and he's popping linebackers. I mean, putting them on their yeah. behinds. What do you think about Josh Jacobs from Alabama? A lot of reports. I like about Josh him. Jacobs. Um, the only thing that concerns me is the running back rotation that they had at Alabama. But I think he's an excellent prospect. Mm-hmm. That pick probably wouldn't disturb me as much at one. What about M- Montgomery from Iowa State? You read up on him at all? Yeah, I did. I, I did. I like him. He's I like a between his, the tackles runner. He's a between the tackles runner, and he would be good. Um, and another guy, and I'm going to say this, Elijah Holyfield from Georgia. Elijah Holyfield is going to surprise a team. No, he did not have the best combine. No, he did. He does not have the best forty time. But if you turn on the tape of Elijah Holyfield, he was running people over. He was dominant at mm-hmm. the point of attack. He kept his legs moving, and that's what you want out of a running back, especially a big bruiser like Elijah Holyfield. Yes, sir. All right, people. Good show today. We're gonna find out tomorrow who the Eagles gonna take. Pick number twenty-five. What are they gonna do? Who's gonna? Where's Kyler gonna go? Please who's go guard. Who's gonna be number Hollywood. one overall pick? Uh, Hollywood Brown, the possibility. Don't, don't draft him. Let's bring him. We'll in. talk. Who we drafted? Hopefully, some Phillies wins and a couple of Sixers playoff wins too next week. Backstreet Sports. Peace out. All right, y'all.